0: friends, welcome to another episode of the chaos and cookies podcast. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day and I have a special guest with me and his name is Damian Norman. And he is a business coach, mindset coach and mentor to superheroes and he works with dharmapreneurs and we are going to be talking about habit change and all things habits which I'm really excited about. Damian, welcome.
1: Hey, what's up, Heather?
0: Damien and I met in a podcaster's masterclass and we just like became fast friends and I love Damien. So you guys are going to love him too. He's got so much knowledge about so many things and it was hard to pick a topic, but I think that habits is a really good one because we all either have habits we don't like or have habits that we wish we had. (laughs) And so hopefully you can help kind of, you know, dive in deeper with that. But but first, let's have the audience kind of find out just a little bit about you and where you are hailing from. And I guess I'm also going to ask you what is your favorite cookie or memory?
1: Hmm. Yeah. So I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, that's where I'm living right now. And My favorite cookie is this delicious oatmeal chocolate chip cookie that my dad makes that he got this recipe, I'm not sure where he got it, like 30 years ago, 25, 30 years ago. And these cookies, he makes them like the size of your hand, practically, like definitely the size of your palm, giant cookies. And he's got some special ingredients in there that just make them, you know, just moist, delicious. Like, you're just like, oh my gosh, I've got to have more of these. And so I, I often refuse to let him give me any because it's a, it's a deadly trap.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You'll just probably eat the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's always a nice memory. I always try to do the memory because sometimes it's just like, I like chocolate chip. I'm like, well, well, you you know, there's always something tied to it, or there's a reason why. So that's a very very cool memory.
1: Yeah, I think I have some friends just so they can get my dad's chocolate chip cookies.
0: Oh yeah, they use you. It's <laughs> yeah. like, hey, like how's your dad? Oh, and by the way, if he's making any, can you send some my way.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, that's great. So, what is? Can you tell the uh, listeners of the name of your businesses a little bit of a little bit of what you do, and then tell us what you have on habit change and how do you suggest we change them?
1: <laughs> All right. So my business is called you're the superhero and I've got a podcast called you're the superhero and Heather, I actually interviewed Heather recently. And so your episode will be out here in a month or two. And I, I work, I, I work with Dharmapreneurs, And that was a word that I made up. Dharma is a Sanskrit word or an East Indian word, That basically means like our mission in life, our calling, our higher purpose, you know, our sacred duty. And so I work with people who want to bring that higher purpose into their life, and particularly with entrepreneurs who want to do that, right? Like business owners who want that. Uh, Although I work with anybody who who just, you know, even if you just want your dream job or you just want to make your life better, um, I work with anybody in that, you know, kind of in that whole scope, But a lot of what i do is i help people put everything that they've learned together because what i found is that we learn so much in business and it's like what to do and 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 how to implement things and how to do the inner work so that you're you've got you're connected to your purpose and you can stay motivated you can have a vision for where you're going but then all of the other pieces as well like all of the marketing and all of the technology and just all of that can get so overwhelming So what I do is I make it easier for people. I I coach them. I work with them. I help them come up with a plan, a strategy, and also how to just stay connected to themselves so that they've got that fuel and that fire that's going to keep burning so that they can achieve their goals in business and in life.
0: Yes, because we can burn the wick at both ends and kind of lose sight of either the why, like why we're doing something or... You know, you might be going in a direction that maybe you weren't wanting to, but you just did it and then you kind of lose yourself along the path. And so I could talk to Damien forever. Like when we shot, like when we shot your podcast and and recorded it, we had so much fun. And um, I think that you just have a lot of knowledge and just insight into someone like after like five minutes of meeting someone, I think. Um, so I can see how that would be just a very big benefit for anyone that works with you.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Of course.
0: Of course. And we've talked a little bit about, um, organization and systems and all those things. And it takes, takes practice. You have to really, uh, stick with it. You have to make it a point sometimes to not be lazy or put it off because then it kind of just builds up. And, um, I'm trying to teach my children that like, where do your shoes go? Like, where, like, your shoes are in the middle of the floor. Like, is that where they're supposed to go? Or, you know, and try to kind of create that structure and, you know, forming habits. I think what, what was the, I think it's 21 days to form a habit.
1: Actually, I'm going to talk about that. It's, it's less about the number of days and it's more about the number of repetitions that you do but uh, there every, yeah, there's, there's theories on everything from 21 days to 60 days. I mean, it's like, there's a lot of different versions of that, but, but yeah, we can, we can definitely dive into that when we talk about the, the laws of habit change here in just a moment.
0: Yeah. 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 So actually let's just go ahead and just dive right in. Cause you are the expert on habits.
1: Yeah. Well, I, it's interesting because I learned a lot about habit change and and breaking habits and whatnot when I was with the school of metaphysics. And then a few years ago, there was a book that came out called atomic habits that I read by James clear. And he's truly the expert. I mean, he is like amazing, but I will say that I've, I've implemented what he teaches. And that's a lot of what I'm going to be sharing is, I mean, it's, it's so good. I would love for everybody to know how to implement these things. So the first thing that people need to realize is like the most important part of changing a habit is changing your identity, right? I mean, that's, that is the most important thing. What I mean by that is we identify with certain things that our habits are tied to. So for example, classic one is I'm a smoker, right? I am a smoker. So you're, if you smoke, whether that's cigarettes or e-cigarettes or whatever, or, or something else, uh, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you're, you're, you're identifying with being this person who does this action, mm-hmm. right? So if you want to change that, you have to create some kind of a new identity that you're willing to rally around and move yourself towards and, and then become.
0: So kind so, of like you are what you do type situation?
1: Yeah, you, you become what you do. And then you do what you do what you've now become over mm-hmm. and over again. And that's the thing that, that oftentimes people are trying to change a habit. They're just like, trying to use their will and, and just like force themselves to change. That is never going to work long term. I've never seen it work, uh, you know, extensively. But when you start to say, okay, I want to be this new kind of person, right? So I want to be like, we can go back to the example of smoking. I want to be a clean living, healthy person, right? Clean living, healthy person. <laughs> you, you don't think about smoke. You know, you don't have the image of a smoker and smoking cigarettes or cigars or anything else in that. You know, you have images of eating healthy food that's organic and that's that's you know doesn't have processed. You have images of walking, running, moving your body, exercising, doing something fun to stay fit right? You, you see yourself going to nature and breathing clean air and, you know, drinking lots of water, you know, all these things that n- now you're creating an identity, smoking doesn't even fit in with that. So whether you're wanting to quit smoking or whether you're wanting, for example, to become something, like if you want to become an athletic person or want to become a runner, um, or if you want to become a meditator, right, you meditate every day, or a fantastic you know like fantastic parent right like you want to be the best mom you can be then you got to start to like create those images of the identity of who you want to be first and then you can implement several cool strategies and what what james clear calls the uh, laws of habit change into that but but if you're if you're not focusing on the identity shift first I mean, you're, you're really shooting in the dark because you don't know what it's going to really look like and feel like once you get there.
0: Sure. It's like practice what you preach. Like you can't, it's, you know, you can't buy like, you know, something I'm, I'm blanking at the moment, but you can't <laughs> like represent one thing, but you're doing another, right? You can't be exactly. saying that you're living, like you said, living healthy and then smoking, drinking Doing all the things that are really very unhealthy and doesn't really fit. And if you are uh, trying to, if you're in a business and you're online or however you're selling, people can sniff that out. They're going to mm-hmm. understand that you're kind of a phony. You're not really, you're just saying what you want us to think. And it's very off putting. And so then there's no trust. And like we said, like it all goes back to sales and trust and relationships. And so it's like, you know, right. if you can't trust them, then you're not going to get anywhere.
1: Exactly. It's it's a movement from the inside out. And that's that's what it's always been. But now more than ever before, I would say the pandemic has kind of sealed the deal in in the world where people don't want, I mean, we see it in, oh my gosh, we see it in politics and how tired people are with politicians and their lies and their you know, doing what they want to do. We're seeing it everywhere in business. We're seeing it in in relationships and just everything. So yeah, it's a movement from the inside out for sure. And then so, so there, so shall we dive into these four laws of habit change and just kind of explore for a minute? Okay, so, okay. So I'm just going to say what they are first. There's, there's four of them. The first one is you want to make the habit obvious. Okay. The second one is you want to make it attractive. The third one is you want to make it easy. And the fourth one is you want to make it satisfying. So when you can do all four of those things, you know, make it obvious, attractive, easy and satisfying, it's much easier to build a habit. Uh, And then you can reverse those to break a habit. So, you know, you make, uh, you know, for example, you make it invisible, you make it unattractive, you make it difficult, you make it unsatisfying if you want to break a habit. But I like to always work from the positive first because we're usually wanting to like build some new habits to replace those old ones anyway. So, the first one, you want to make it obvious. And this, you know, this is because when you study uh, psychology or even animal behavior, right? Like when they study dogs and cats and rats and all this sort of thing, there's always a cue, right? There's always something that gets us started down a certain habit. And you can think of this as like you smell food cooking. And you get hungry and, and you go eat, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or, or you see an advertisement for something and you're like, oh, I wanna eat that or I wanna buy that, you know? And that's why marketing has been a place, basically, um, these laws come from a combination of science and psychology and marketing because marketing is, they have, they, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, you know, this as a business owner. I mean, m- good marketers, uh, psychology (laughs)
0: behind everything there's reasons behind everything like Mm -hmm. from the colors of the um i think there's a color uh palette thing i saw and it had like mcdonald's yellow you know target red like it was very like but there's reasons behind it and it, it emotes certain um you know uh emotions and feelings and oh yeah and it's all there it's all tied it's all the time.
1: Yeah. The yellow and red in McDonald's makes you hungry.
0: Right. And that's right. why
1: you see yellow and red actually used in different, in a lot of restaurants and fast food places in, in one way or another. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just yeah. like, I
0: think it's like blues are usually in like kids. Um, uh, cafeterias at school because it's supposed to be calming and exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's, yeah,
1: blues. Are very calming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so we got to make it a habit we want to establish. We got to make it obvious. Um, And that can look like a number of different things. Like I'll just use like some examples from my own life for this one. So I, a few couple of years ago, I started taking juice plus, which is like a, um, like a supplement kind of like it's a whole food sort of supplement in a capsule, like a food based thing that my friend got me taking. And I wasn't really consistent with it. So what i did was i got one of those little pill cases you know the like the clear plastic pill case mm-hmm. and i put 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 it like monday through like sunday through saturday and i just put what i would take each day and i put it out on my counter right in front of my water dispenser and i'm getting water all the time already that's a habit i established when i was like in my teenagers drink a lot of water so i'm drinking a lot of water and every day i'm seeing that you know those those Uh, vitamins vitamins or whatever there it's like oh go ahead and just take it it's like it's right there it's accessible it's 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 obvious it's totally obvious that um you know that i that i need to do that and you can do this in so many different ways i mean practical things people have done with this is where you know you might have might put something uh for example like put your clothes out for your, your workout clothes out um but way before you're going to be working out so that put them
0: first thing like put them out at night and put them by your sink because when you go get dressed it's just sitting right there take the excuse away yeah it's obvious
1: You, you can't miss it and if you want to get even more crazy with something like that you know you you actually put something to obstruct what you could normally do like if you don't want to forget something in the morning you put it by the front door So you can't even open the front door, you know, you know, but that's, but, but any kind of, you know, the cue is what we're looking for to get us started. So anything to make, uh, make things more obvious is, is going to work. And I will say like, one of the things I learned from James clear about this is that, um, something called habit stacking. And I love this concept because habit stacking is that you, you take a habit you already do naturally, like brush. Brushing your teeth first thing in the morning, or, um, you know, you, you're, you know, you're going to eat breakfast at a certain time in the morning. If you've built a habit that you're doing it already, then you stack a habit that you want to do right after a habit that you're already doing. And Mm -hmm. so you say, okay, after immediately after I brush my teeth, I'm going to read an affirmation that's like a couple minutes long because I want to build affirmations or I'm going to do my gratitude journal that takes me about five minutes to, to write down 10 things I'm grateful for. So, you know, whatever, whatever habit you're trying to build, you stack it on top of or behind the habit that you're, that's already ingrained in you. And by doing that, it makes it much easier to, to get the habit started. And the cue is always like, you know, it's like anything, Turning on that ignition, you got to get things moving before you can actually complete the habit.
0: That's a really great tip because you could just stick it right in the middle of your routine. So then you can kind of push it into your routine, <clears throat> but making it make sense. Like you have to really not, like you don't want to put something behind something that's really like far fetched. Like you want to keep it kind right. of like little, right? You want to inch into it. When you said like make something, um, Kind of like a barrier. I have this um, guide on how to stop late night snacking because, you know, a lot of people will just like get super hungry for my health and wellness clients. And they're like, how do I stop eating at 10 o'clock at night? I'm like, well, here are some things you can do. And one of them is lock your pantry, take the key and put it, don't put it like right next to it. You take it and you put it across the room or wherever. Because when you go in there as a habit, you really got to want what's in there. To have to go and get the key because it's like like oh it's locked, and it'll at least force you to either go grab something out of the refrigerator that's maybe healthier and fresher than something processed, or you know you just be like nope I'm good I'm gonna get some water and be fine. So yeah yeah
1: actually and and you're actually jumping to to the the third law of habit change which is make it easy or make it hard in that case but let's look at the second one so the second one is is make it attractive. So first we make it obvious. You have to see to see your cue. You have to know, oh, I gotta do this, boom, stimulate the 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 response. Then you need to make it attractive because if it's not attractive, then we'll you know we'll avoid it, right? Like you see the cue. Yeah, you see the cue, but if you're like, ah, mm, I'm not really wanting to do that, it's not Mm -hmm. gonna feel good, or it's not really pulling me in. But if there's when you have ways to say, oh, this is going to be there's going to be something something good about this that I'm going to enjoy, and there's a number of ways to do this. So um, one of the things that that I like, so you can, it's very similar to the habit stacking, is something called temptation bundling, and so this is an idea where you you after you do something you don't really want to do, you let yourself do a little bit of something that you really want to do. Mm-hmm. And this this could be like, or do it at the same time, right? Okay. So I mean, I think everybody does this. I don't think I'm the only one who does this. I will watch Netflix while I'm folding laundry, right? Because, hey, don't
0: I, I don't judge anyone that folds laundry in odd places. I do it in my car in the in the pickup yeah. line. So,
1: <laughs> well, and and it's a, it's a boring, mundane task. Correct. And I, you know, I've gotten better at like doing it quickly and having a method to all that, but it's boring, and so. To motivate myself, I say, Oh, well, I get to take a break from something else I'm doing, watch some Netflix, and I'll fold some laundry while I'm doing it. And so the laundry part is almost automatic, you know, so I can give a certain amount of attention to the show that I'm watching and it's not slowing me down. So that's an example. Or um, if you have something you want to do right afterwards, so say you have, uh, it could be a business task, you know, like make a certain number of sales calls or posts on Facebook or Instagram or whatever social media, like I'm going to do one post or two posts or whatever. And then I'm going to check this website or this, this other thing on social media that I love to go read or watch videos or YouTube, you know, for, you know, two minutes, you know, or five <laughs> minutes or whatever. Must you get know, sucked
0: it's... into the black hole.
1: <laughs> do what?
0: Or you get sucked into the black hole. <laughs> and key. that's,
1: that's part of mastering yep. the, the habit changes. You know, you do have to have a little bit of discipline to say, okay, that's where you stack the next habit after your, you know, after your um, thing you want to do, right? right? You can, you can literally stack as many habits one after the other as you want and see that productivity, you know, growing. Um, so let's see. So that's, so you want to make it attractive. You want to make it, you know, drawing you in then to go to what you were describing is you need to make it easy and that's this is like the next part because because if it's too hard or if there's too much friction then you won't want to do it either and there's a really great analogy of so you know let's say you're out this is kind of an analogy to 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 making it easy so if you're out watering your garden right like you got a garden hose you got water kind of going at a like a a moderate stream and a kink gets in the hose and it all of a sudden it's just barely any water coming out at all well do you go crank up the water pressure so like try to force the water through or do you unkink the hose right are oh, you unkink the hose you unkink the hose because when you can reduce friction reduce resistance it makes everything easier and the same thing is true you know with with habits and and with with changing habits so part of the idea and this kind of So the the bigger idea here kind of goes to what you said earlier. You talked about 21 days to make a habit. And I was saying, it's really not how many days, it's how many reps you get in. Mm -hmm. Because the more you're repeating something, that repeated action wires your brain and, and wires it together, the different things together to make it easier. And this, think about it, like the greatest violinist on the planet started out was probably pretty tough for them in the very beginning. Most people, right? The greatest, the greatest swimmer, the greatest athlete, you know, Michael Jordan, all these people, you know, they, they, they started out, things were kind of tough, but as they repeated certain actions, they got better and better and better and better. And the same thing, like when we started driving a car or, you know, uh, think of the tasks that you, you know, the simple tasks that you're like, this is so easy, but first, it wasn't, right. it's the repetitions that, that help get us there. So you want to make it easy in the meantime to get to those repetitions. It's called automa- automaticity. When you get to that point where you can just, you know, just go with something. It's like building um, a muscle
0: almost. It's almost like building up muscle and you have to, you know, keep it, keep at it to build it. It's not just going to come from doing five bicep curls, Exactly. <laughs> yeah. right?
1: Exactly. So there's a few keys to, to getting to that place of automaticity quickly. Um you know, so here's I'm just gonna give a few different examples. Like morning routines are a great way to, to, to do this not just for your morning, but for your whole day. Because if you can start your morning off with a win, if you can start your morning off doing the things you said you were gonna do. And, and doing things that are, that are you know, maybe even enjoyable or that are helping you to um, just, just get in the groove, then it's kind of like this, this graph, if you can imagine like you make a few good decisions during the day, so you're going up. I'm using like for people listening, I'm like doing this upward <laughs> motion, right? And we're trying to get to having a good day at the end of the day, which is way up here, kind of a little bit further in time. And then you make another good decision. Well, then maybe you make a bad decision. It kind of, you kind of takes you down a little bit. You're not feeling so good, but then you make another good decision. Right. And then another good decision. And by the end of the day, you feel like you've had a great day because you've made so many good decisions. Same thing as if you wake up and you're like, you know, you don't have a plan. You don't have a, have any kind of morning routine established. And you know, you you immediately feel like, ah, oh, what am I doing? Maybe you maybe you stub your toe. Maybe you you know you 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 don't if you eat something that makes you feel crappy in the morning. You know, you make a bad decision. You're setting yourself up for making more bad decisions. And so, the more good decisions you can make throughout the day, and especially starting your day right, and whatever that means for you, you got to decide that, and don't let anybody else tell you what that means because it's such an individual process mm-hmm. you know getting up in the first thing in the morning and like i have a buddy and it's like he loves to just sing he's filipino and you know i mean he could sing at almost any time some days it's like just because he he's such a vocal person so if you like to get up in the morning and sing a few bars to make yourself <laughs> feel good yeah. do that that's you right know, whatever that looks like yeah so you're you're building you're building that that those good decisions all day long to, to make other things easy, because when you're in a mode of ease, then the habits you're trying to build aren't so, you know, aren't so challenging. And then this also gets into our environments, and you and I have talked about this with systems, right? So systems that we've thought ahead of time about reduce friction. So something I learned from Marie Kondo, which I just love, is like how to Speak yeah in my
0: language. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: like I used to fold my clothes in all these random ways. I used to do the, the potato ball socks and, and throw it all in there. And then when I learned her method, I was like, oh, I wish I had this 20 years ago mm-hmm. because she teaches this way to fold your clothes into these little packets. It's easy to do. And then you can see everything in your drawer. You can see in, in your dresser drawer you can see, you know, it's like, and, and calming.
0: even it. so calming oh. to see it in order, it, it just makes me feel so good mm. because it like, I cannot handle mm. c- craziness around me. Like mm. it drives me, cr- which is why, like I get all my kids, like, does this really mm. go here? No, like take the <laughs> extra two seconds. Cause if you don't do it right, the f- doing it right, the first time is always the best way, right? What's the point of doing it if you can't do it right. But also like with Marie Kondo, like when I learned how to fold and put it and it's orderly, and it's not just thrown in. It's just also very um, like, like cathartic to like fold the clothes. And it's like a little pretty package, like you said. And it's just so, I've, I learned how to do pajama pants and a shirt together. And there's a way to do it where you fold the top in, but, and then you fold one side, like on the bottom in like kind of like at a store. Then you fold the, the pants into like quarters or thirds. You stick it in the shirt and then you fold the rest of the shirt over it oh, and you put cool. it in so it keeps the set together. So you don't hear like, mommy, where's my pants or where are the pants? Yeah. It keeps the set together. It's actually, I'm like, this smart. Is cheap. and you can file them away and they can see the front of the shirt and they'll know which one to pick and the shirt and the pants are in there.
1: I love that. Yeah. And, and the thing about that is it's not that hard to learn how to do these th- things like that. I mean, it takes minimal amount of effort to rewire your brain to fold clothes a different way. But I mean, I'll even pack my suitcases now this way. And and I can open up a suitcase or a dresser drawer and I see exactly what's in there. Nothing gets lost. You know, I know where things are and I can find them. And, you know, so same thing with my filing system, right? My, my, my office, I've got File cabinets. I've also got sort of files that stay out in these like nice vertical folders that I'm using for projects. And I can find things because I use a lot of paper. I mean, I'm a, I'm a I, I use tech, but I also use you know, notepads and I've got tons of paper and I love it. And I just can, can immediately when I'm ready staple something or not and file it. Boom, I know where it is. I can find it in seconds. So all these kind of things. Now, the one more thing with making it easy is the two-minute rule, and this is really important with a habit that you allow yourself to, to do the two-minute rule. The two-minute rule is even if all you can really imagine yourself and feel like doing is the first two minutes of the habit, go ahead and do it. That, and this sounds ludicrous, but meditating for two minutes a day, do it. Go mm-hmm. work out for two minutes a day, right? Go for a walk for two minutes, And yeah, you might be like, okay, I'm going to do a little more than two now that I'm walking, but remind yourself for the first stages of building a habit that all you got to do is two minutes a day. And it's okay if you don't do any more, because by the time you get to day seven, day 14, day 21, day 28, if you've been doing the same thing, even the minimum two minutes per day, you're going to be so used to doing it, to getting it started and getting in action that you're going to be like, well, I've been doing this for, 28 days for 2 minutes, I may as well make it 5 minutes. And so yeah. now you're doing it for 5 minutes a day. Then And it's 10. funny that you
0: say that because like when my client like when um I teach and coach my health and wellness clients our kind of rule of thumbs the five. Like it's like you might not feel like it, but 5 minutes. Work out for 5 minutes and I almost guarantee you that you're going to finish the workout because you're already in it and you got your endorphins and your body going. But Sometimes if you're working out for five minutes and you're just not feeling it, it's okay to stop. You tried and listen to your body kind of thing. Like if it's not the, at the right time, at least you got it and you try again tomorrow. But most of the time you continue, you'll do more than two minutes of walking, right? Right. So you'll just kind of, you just got a movement because what something, you know, once you get something in a movement, it's harder to stop it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so when, yeah, that's, that's a perfect example. And whether your rule is two or five or whatever, mm-hmm. just, just to get things going. It, and again, remember we're getting those reps in, we're getting that automaticity in because we're, we're telling our brain, I'm going to do this every day. So but you, you have to chunk
0: you- it too, as well. Cause you can't just like, it's kind of like a new year's resolution. You can't just like go like, you got to make it attainable. You've got to kind of work it up like a step, like a stair stepper. Cause then you're going to make something where you can't hit it or you're going to make it so extreme. You can't sustain it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I know if anybody's like me, I'm an obsessive. I have often tried to do way too much before I was ready. So exactly what you just said. And it's very rare that that method of going balls to the wall, 90 to nothing um, has worked for me. And so I've had to say, okay, even just be okay with doing a little bit, because if you go, if you go too extreme and then you don't, then you stop and you don't pick it up for another year, well, that's a whole year you just waste it. Right. Whereas if you do something every day for 28 days for two minutes and you think, oh, I'm not doing anything. Well, yeah, you are. You're building that automaticity and in 28 days, it'll get easier. And then you do another 28 day stretch and then another 20, and then then in a year, you've got a full workout plan, or you got a full way of working your meals, or you've got a full way of organizing your, your house and your office. And yeah. So and what's so important.
0: And what's so important too about that is that it cannot be anyone else's idea, but yours, because you can like lead a, you know, a horse to water, but you can't make it drink just like you. Like if you can't, if you're not there, no one else is gonna do it for you. That's that's somewhere that or someone else. If you want someone else to change their habit, they're not <laughs> gonna be able to do it until they're ready. So don't even try kind of thing. Not like to push somebody. Just you gotta know when.
1: Right. Right. And what's cool is that when you build new habits, the people around you tend to start asking questions like, How'd mm-hmm.
0: you do that? <clears throat> so,
1: yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: Absolutely so the fourth law of habit change is make it satisfying so we've, we've got to we've got to make it something that particularly at the end we feel satisfied we feel fulfilled we feel good at the end of the habit and sometimes this just works naturally for people because i think a lot of times you know we would do a workout for some of us you know a good workout feels good or after i've eaten like healthy food if you're paying attention you know you'll my body feels better then if I ate a bunch of ice cream, I mean, especially now that I've, you know, purged a lot of that stuff out of my system. But if you're not at that place yet, sometimes you have to do some things to, you know, to give yourself a good feeling and a satisfied feeling at the end of the habit. And part of the challenge here is that, you know, our brain is geared for, essentially evolved to where it was about 200,000 years ago. So we're, we're using like, Kind of old hardware, in our our current you know our current biology and our current life situation. So back in the day, we, you know, we think even go back a few hundred years ago, right, or a few thousand years ago, we were mostly like immediate response. It's you know immediate response environments where we were just trying to like stay safe, get find some food, find some shelter, find some people to be around, find a mate, you know, and so these things were all very immediate sort of things that were programmed for and a lot of instant gratification, but we now live in a delayed gratification society or d- delayed response society mm-hmm. and culture where many things take much more time to achieve, accomplish, ac- become. And so we we have to we really have to sometimes trick our brain, trick our mind, trick ourselves into seeing that there, that there is a reward for, this, you know, this action that we've just taken. So the more you can set up your own sort of like rewards system or even like a punishment system, if you, if you go that route, I like the reward better than the punishment, but, Mm -hmm. but some people, you know, everybody's different. So an example could be like, let's just say you're, you're, I'm not going to buy expensive Starbucks or, or other type of coffee. Um, most days of the week, like I'm gonna, I, like maybe I'm doing it five days a week, and I'm gonna cut it down to one day a week that I get my Starbucks, right? So, so on those days that you don't buy your three, four, five dollar latte or whatever, you put that money immediately. You move some money over from, say, a, a checking account into a savings account for a trip that you want to take that you've never got to go to Europe or to, you know, some amazing, beautiful place, something like that, or. Um, if another example could be like, if you're, if you want to reward yourself for, um, eating well all day long, maybe you give yourself 30 minutes to watch your favorite show on Netflix. And it's like, that's, you know, you're, you're making your treat
0: mission. day. You do a treat day. So you can like, feel like you're not being deprived, but you need to have some sort of tangible or visual to kind of like like the, it's a tangible thing that you're seeing. Cause sometimes it's hard to just like, like during weight loss or any type of situation that way, I'll just use that example is cause it's so difficult. If you're stepping on the scale and you're not seeing anything, but maybe your, your pants are getting looser. You gotta be able to like gauge it in a different way. You exactly. need to see results because then you're going to get discouraged. So
1: yeah, exactly. Exactly. You want to make the reward as, as, as soon as possible. And as, like you say, as tangible as possible so that you, you can acknowledge, oh, I've done this. I get this. I do this. I get this. And then eventually it becomes its own reward because like you said, like now, I mean, I experienced that last, this last year where I had gained a little more weight and like my, my pants weren't fitting me for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. Really? Like my pant, my waist was not, was too big. And I had to like have my suits retailed and I had to get new jeans. I'm like, what is up? And so then I got on this, this fat burning program and I burned off a lot of fat in in three months and I could wear jeans, you know, that I couldn't wear before and clothes fit. I was like, oh, this is awesome. So you you got to have a reminder, Yeah. 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 So just a couple more things with make it satisfying. Um, Having an accountability partner or a coach is a great way to, to make it satisfying and fulfilling because. I think most of us, we, we love to you know, receive praise from other people. We also don't really like to have people say, oh man, well, you messed the, you know, you're not, you, know, you could be doing better. So you know, having that accountability with somebody who will be honest with you, I think for most of us, there's an innate sort of social cue built in that makes us go, okay, if I'm gonna have to report into somebody I'm going to be more likely to do this. And so that becomes somewhat satisfying as well. And then finally, you know, one other thing you can do that, that is ha- have some kind of habit tracking system. And this can be like a more immediate thing. Like, for example, if every day you're going to make 10 sales calls or every day you're going to do, um, you know, 10 pushups or something like that then after each call or after each session of what you of of your workout, you might like move a paper clip from one jar to another, or you or a marble or something like that. Or or like I didn't bring it, but I actually have like a little habit tracker book that I track my food each day, like Mm -hmm. what I'm eating. And I've been doing it now actually as of a few days yesterday, it's been a year that I've been tracking my food, my meals and my fuelings and uh, my weight. And, and that has in and of itself become very fulfilling because then I'm seeing progress. I'm seeing myself, oh, every day I'm tracking this. I'm doing this. I'm doing these things I said I was going to do. Um, and it could be just ticking something off or it can be actually writing things down. But once you get in, in the habit of doing that, it becomes very fulfilling as well because you get to really see your progress and go, awesome. Yeah. I've done it for a week. I've done it for two weeks. I can keep so, going.
0: Yeah, for sure. Cause it just becomes part of your routine and it's just becomes second nature. Like I'm always on the phone with this one person all the time. I don't even realize I'm doing it. She's like, are you cleaning? Are you cleaning again? I'm like, Oh, I didn't even realize I was doing it. Cause it's just like second nature. Cause it's just, I see something and I just, you know what I mean? It's just becomes habit. And, um, like day to day, this has been, this is awesome. I love it. I hope that the listeners really can kind of like walk away with some really great new methods. Cause I think that you really offered us some, some great, great, like ways of looking at it and ways to kind of like put it into play. Um, yeah. yeah. Can you tell us where they can find you? And I know that you've got something coming up and I wanted them to get more of Damien and, uh, be able to kind of like get their fulfill.
1: Yeah, well, I, I do have a podcast called the You Are the Superhero Podcast, where I talk about all these things and more and interview people who are doing amazing things. And then I'm also, like we said, I'm a mindset coach, a business coach, and I actually teach you how to implement these habit changes. And then I also teach something called universal laws, which are these laws like the law of attraction, the law of believing and knowing, you know, the law of relativity, that when you understand those principles, it makes your life and your business so much easier. Um, and so I'm actually going to be starting a group coaching program in February 2021 called Superhero Breakthrough Academy, and it's a year-long program where if you want to master your business, master your life, implement this stuff so that by the end of a year you are transformed, you are officially a superhero, you're a badass. Um, we're mm-hmm. going to be starting that out, and you can you can contact me you know on Facebook or at DamienNordman.com and I will, I will get you set up. I'll let you know what that entails and we'll rock it out and it'll be fun.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Damien, just for the listeners, he's amazing. He's got so much knowledge. And like I said, he could, he's got so much to teach. So definitely go and check him out. Um, he's very responsive as well. And, um, I really appreciate you being here and sharing this. We've been talking about doing this for a while and we finally got our schedules linked up, And um yeah, I'm gonna be checking in. Um I'm in your group watching you and kind of see like kind of teeing it up, so it's real fun. So
1: oh and yeah, and I do have a new Facebook group called Dharmapreneurs Superheroes in life and business in business and life. So come check us out and I'll let you in and we'll we'll you can you can learn a lot more of this stuff.
0: Awesome. And I'll put that all in the show notes, you guys who's listening. Um if you guys want to go check him out. And Damien, I really really appreciate you being here and thank you. talking about habits. So, um, go check Damien out and thank you for listening. And I will, uh, catch you guys later and try to go and form some new habits and maybe break some, some bad ones. So we will catch you guys on the next episode of the podcast. See ya. Thank you for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast.